the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Big Holes in the Ground Covered in Snow. My name is Aaron, here my personal pals Dave. Hey boys. We have Brick. Hello boys. And calling in from Old Ireland, we have of course Old Irish Nico. Hello boys. Hello boys. Hello men. <laughs> Today in the podcast, we're returning to a favorite feature. I was going to say fan favorite, and then I was like, there's no fans. So I just said favorite. <laughs> Our favorite. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. Our, our fans, ourselves, favorite feature. Yeah, we asked our house fans. <laughs> yeah. We put on sock puppets and talked to ourselves and saw what the favorite uh, favorite sequence was. We haven't done this in a long time. It's been since summer. Canon or canon? It's been a while since we've had a canon or canon discussion. And uh, we have a holiday favorite to discuss this time and determine whether it belongs in the canon of classic literature or should be shot out of a canon into... Poseidon's mouth, who will eat it, digest it, and shit it out into the sea. For the kids. <laughs> right, exactly. And was that and, shit smell like? We have no eaten. idea. Yeah. <laughs> but it will not smell like a dog or a human. This time, our holiday classic, you might think we'll be doing, what could it be? A Christmas Carol? Possibly so. Get it. Other, what other Christmas <laughs> titles could there be? Gift of the Magi. There you go. Definitely not. Elf Trap. Instead, we're doing. Die Hard. What was that? Elf Trap. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Elf Trap, Elf Trap the soon-to-be classic from the mm. Yank Babies publishing imprint. No, no, no. We should have looked to see if there's a novelization of Die Hard before we did this, because that, that'd be next good. time. Next year. I'm sure there is. There must year. be. 20. Mm. Yeah, write that down. No, no, none of these options. Instead, we are doing the Dr. Seuss classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, this is obviously a holiday classic, a childhood classic. I can't cons- tell you the number of times I've read this book. I've read it probably... 20, 30, 40 times, something like that. Um, but seeing the the special, maybe as much or if not more than I've read the book. What is all your relationship with How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Did you read it first? Did you see the cartoon first? Or do you like both? Uh, tell us more. I mean, I, it's hard for me to even separate the book from the from the, the video in yeah. my head. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, that's my, my relationship is that the movie. But I've definitely read the book, certainly as a kid, yeah. a lot, you know, or had it read to me. Dave, what about you? Yeah, I would say that I'm more familiar with the the movie. I would read the book. When we say movie, we're talking about the cartoon, not the yeah, Jim yeah, for sure. Right? I've never <laughs> even seen that. Yeah, good. But you know, I, I I'd say I probably That'd read the book bonus. every other year, every three years, maybe. Growing up, okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe more frequently yeah. than that. But you know, nearly every Christmas, I would watch the the cartoon. Gotcha, Nico. What about you? Uh, mostly the cartoon. That's yeah what i have the most memory of yeah yeah definitely so 1957 is the original publication of how the grinch stole christmas i feel like it's like i mean when you think of dr seuss this is the first thing i think of usually right even before the cat in the hat but it's definitely you know up there in the top like three probably for most people of dr seuss books did not get (laughs) taken off yeah did not get canceled (laughs) in there in the um (laughs) <laughs> fake controversy from last year, whatever the fuck it was. So, well, let's get into it. Dr. Seuss, uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas is about the Grinch stealing Christmas and then changing his mind about whether that was a good idea or not. When was I guess, here's a question. When was the last time you read it solely without watching the cartoon? Because let me just read the text. Last night when Nico sent it. <laughs> Before last night. <laughs> well, I read it last night. I don't know when he sent it. I Before, <laughs> before yeah. that, probably last, last Christmas. Okay. I can't, I can't remember when. The last time I read it was. Yeah, me either. 
yeah, for me, it's been since I was a kid. Yeah, totally. Like the, I remember yeah. the book very well, but I can't remember the last, probably my niece was born. We probably read it to her at some point, but I can't, I don't have a distinct memory of it. So it's been a long time since I just looked at the text. Um, and reading it, uh, certainly I was reading it in the voice of Boris Karloff, right? <laughs> like it's inescapable. You're talking about the connection between the cartoon and the and the book. Right. The whole time I was reading it last night or this morning, really, I was just hearing the cadence of Boris Karloff and just so tied to that the experience yeah. of it. Well, let's open it up. How'd you guys find the experience of the Grinch this time? <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? I mean, it holds up, right? Like, so it's, that sounds, sounds dumb, but like, <laughs> it is like pretty timeless. Like there's no, it doesn't feel old timey. No. You know, like a lot of like, you know, a lot of Christmas oriented stuff is really like saccharine, you know, or has that, has that like, it's looking towards that waspy Christmas atmosphere. And this thing is its own, its own thing. Like this, this could not be a Christmas story and still be good. Yeah. I mean, it's very clearly a Christmas, it's, it's, it can't, it would need to be changed. You can't do that that way, but it just, I don't know, it. It exists in its own kind of containment, and it's and it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's interesting how it kind of threads this needle, or so like this kind of middle space of being both not a commercialized Christmas story where it's not just about presents. Obviously, the message is Christmas is about more than that, but also really definitely avoids the religious aspects of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not and Santa. I mean, Santa's mentioned, but not really tied to it's not the most important thing i mean the lesson the grinch learns is that christmas is more than just presents right but there's no mention of like who jesus (laughs) uh or nativity anything like that it's like it's it's somehow both secular and it's like spiritual i guess at the same time without ever being one or the other no no (laughs) yahoova that's good (laughs) but i think that's that's uh probably why it's so revered i would say or maybe one reason why it's so revered is because you can you get the, the kind of the charlie brown christmas feeling from it too like the kind of end of charlie brown christmas where you sort of get the lesson on the meaning of christmas and it sort of feels heartwarming and you're kind of reminded of what's important you get that but without the i mean i i love charles schultz but there's a little bit of a heavy hand there this doesn't have yeah. that heavy hand at all it's very it's very light well i was wondering just like it's hard to separate mm-hmm. book from the movie i wonder if it's equally hard to sell or uh, separate um, you know, like I wondered as I was reading through it, I wondered if I were reading it for the first time as a 40 something year old adult, would I, what would I think of it? I think it's, that's kind of impossible to answer, but, uh, I right. feel like I would still like it, like see merit in it, even though it's four kids. And I was a kid when I first came to enjoy it. Yeah. It's just fun to read. Like the, it's so well written. He does such a good job of the internal rhyme schemes and the cadence and the rhythm of it all it, like it, it's like Shakespeare it kind of rolls off your tongue very easily and it's fun to like follow through in the rhyme scheme and see as you read it in your head at least I have experience as you read it in my head I uh, hear the voice in my head it'll like it's very sing-song so it like just fits in perfectly so you don't have to ever stop it's just kind of rolls and cascades downhill as you read it which makes it I think really fun mm. and just like pleasurable even beyond the content just to the literal reading experience of the way the words make sense together and kind of like shakespeare it's like you you realize that it's the origin of a word that's really common yeah like for instance grinch oh right like did <laughs> because because that's so that's so common now especially in christmas season like i feel like every every holiday movie that comes out will have the word Grinch in it and everybody just kind of knows what it means but 
Yeah, totally. That's a good point. I thought about that. Yeah, Grinch and Scrooge are sort of like two terms that we use in non-holiday contexts anyway. Like he calls someone a Scrooge even outside of Christmas or Christmas time, whatever. It means the same thing. The link Nico sent for us was just the text. There was no images. But I looked up some of the images just to remind myself the drawings uh, from the old textbook. There's a couple on just Google what image search or whatever. And the art's so good too. I mean, I love the art. And I think that because the cartoon has sort of taken over as the the main vehicle for Grinch content, I guess, you forget sometimes the art. There's like the line drawings and just how, how good Seuss is at drawing. It's really amazing cartooning. Wasn't the, uh, is the cartoon kind of in the Seuss style? Is that the same, is it the same kind of art? Yeah. Yeah, it's Chuck Jones is the- it's pretty similar. Anim- or like the, the director, I guess, or like the person who made it. Um, and his style definitely fits the, the Seuss style, but he definitely sort of is taking bits and pieces from the cartooning exaggeration that, that Dr. Seuss does for sure. Do you all think the Grinch suffers from misophonia? Because he's really bothered by noise, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I was uh, in that part to paraphrase Chris Rock. I don't think he should have stolen Christmas, but I understand. <laughs> oh yeah, God. the noise, the noise, the noise. Yeah, <laughs> this is the only podcast with a mm-hmm. sympathetic Grinch take. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't sympathetic to the Grinch. So, one thing uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was in our to- conversation over text about this, but maybe I saw it in a Reddit thread or something. But apparently, there was a, an early version of the Grinch where the reason that he was mad was because the the Who's had exiled him. Oh, like when he was a baby, and he was he was you know so he resented them for exiling him. I kind of like that. That uh, like he's take, actually a like, Who. As far as his or motivation, he just lived among the who, the who. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he was actually a who, and then he was like twisted by you know <laughs> the his hooey? hatred or whatever. Wow, like Gollum. Yeah, or Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 twisted by hatred. I'm gonna put that in my dating profile. <laughs> Thirty-eight male twisted by hatred. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I don't know if I prefer that. I feel like that to, that's interesting because it makes the Who's shitty. Hmm. And then it feels like the, the Christmas yeah. stealing as a revenge for their bad behavior. I guess it would change the ending. That'd be a peace accord yeah. where there'd be a truth and reconciliation campaign to uh, air the, the grievances and be like, well, yes, you stole Christmas. However, we recognize that we also committed an act of hate against you. Right. Huh. I wonder why maybe if I were who i would just be like well i don't know man you're free to do what you want why don't you just move somewhere else (laughs) what is he why does he have to live you don't have to you don't have to stay here (laughs) this is like a a zoning issue (laughs) (laughs) that the crystal crisis is really about (laughs) like what kind of property is used for what we're just exiling you we're not saying that you have to you know sit here and look at us yeah you chose (laughs) to buy a home in the greater sing area so there's going to be some singing I get to think about that. I do like it when there's like a little bit more of an undergirding for the, you know, like the like the guy in Home Alone, the neighbor who hates Christmas, and then it turns out he hates Christmas because he's estranged from his family, oh, and it reminds right. him of it. Like that gives it a little extra flavor. I feel yeah, like. totally. It gives him, but that makes him more well. That, yeah, that character is complicated because he's sympathetic, but also he's part of the problem too. And then yeah. when he's reconciled, you feel very 
warm about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the Grinch also is upset about the feast. Do you think the Grinch is bulimic? <laughs> I was trying to diagnose the Grinch. Is there like, what's, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, because like, the things he's... I mean, he definitely has food issues, right? Yeah, totally. He steals all the food. I don't know if it's necessary. It, and he's yeah. mad that they're eating right. the food. Leaves not a crumb. Not even big enough for a mouse. I did like that bit. It's a funny bit that all the who houses have mice and they like live in harmony with mice and they want them to have uh, food to eat at Christmas time, even scrums. That's good. When you were kids, did you ever like, how interested were you in the who feast? Uh, and what parts did you want to eat specifically? <laughs> you mean the roast beast? Yeah. Roast beast. Yeah. Roast beast. Definitely yeah. loomed large. My imagination. Yep. Yep. The can of who hash, not as much. Uh, I'm, just by the idea of who hash. <laughs> I don't want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What it is implies hashed? it's made of hooves. Yeah. I don't want it. Right. It's like cannibalistic yeah. thing. So these are, yeah, these are cannibals who just make a big racket and exile anybody who complains. <laughs> kind of seems like an M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie from this angle. And the twist is that, like, uh, all the hooves are actually dead or some shit or it's like <laughs> like whoville is built on a <laughs> like a radioactive dump no it's just like what's in the hash what's well, who hash but what's in it it's who it's it who, is hash. who hash like yes there are definitely who's in there they have been hashed and canned and they're eating them they're eating their <laughs> old probably old people and they're eating the old who's at christmas as some sort of weird pagan ritual it's like midsummer <laughs> <laughs> this is the grinch episode <laughs> Uh, there, reminds me, there was a Dr. Seuss book. I think it was Hop on Pop, maybe. And there was a part where, like, there's a part with Mr. Brown and Mr. Black, and they go and have a snack together. And I remember as a kid being like, that snack sounds good. And the picture, I feel like, was a, I can't remember what the picture what the snack was, but I just, I just remember it. I was like, man, I want that snack they're having, Mr. Brown and Mr. Black. I wish I was getting that snack myself. <laughs> and that probably explains a lot about who I am <laughs> and how I got here. <laughs> Not in the Grinch necessarily, but just in the Dr. Seuss food memory. <laughs> other other thoughts or, or highlights from your reading of the Grinch here? Anything that stood out to you as significant or fun? Well, not not for mine. One um, that I, I don't know that I agree with, but uh, a common thing you see on the internet this time of year is mm. uh, wondering if there's some anti-Semitism in this book. Oh, really? Specifically, the Grinch being the kind of like crotchety old Christmas hater. But are there any? And then the spirit of Christmas a, saves him. Yeah. Are there any cues? I feel like that's like a reach. there is there there's no there's, no, there's no, like dog whistles here, right? Anti-Semitism. Besides, but, Seuss's uh, history of. Well, <laughs> but I feel like that's m- yeah. more like yeah. the the theory is more anti-Semitic almost because it's it's like assuming that anybody who's not Christian hates Christmas, with, whereas most people I feel like are at worst impartial to Christmas and the people that hate Christmas are the ones that uh, you know used to celebrate it or whatever. Yeah, I don't know that I would read that into it, but it's worth bringing up. Yeah, I mean, he hates the noise. I guess we could... I mean, there must be a extension to the story of like the Grinch stole New Year's Eve and the Grinch stole Fourth of July. Like The Grinch is just like upset about noise celebrations, period. Like the Grinch stole the the Super Bowl victory parade. Like he's like this Grinch. Anytime noise is around, Grinch is like, no, this, we're not having this. The Grinch stole the neighborhood bar license. Yeah. <laughs> Every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> 
the Grinch stole the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones concert. <laughs> what, approximately circa 1997? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's interesting break. I guess I just, it's hard to, I don't know I see a lot of evidence in the text for that. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a stereotype about shoes being too small? I don't think so. The dog is named <laughs> Max. No. Yeah, I feel like a key part of the Grinch appeal is the dog, too. Classic. Right. Tiny dog with the, with the antler in his head. Good Max. Image. Pretty funny. Yep. Yeah. You can... Yeah. Max is like the reader surrogate. <laughs> Max is your window into the experience of being the Grinch, or what the Grinch is up to. Right. Max is not totally on board. Yeah. He's just like going along with it. Any... Other critiques of the Grinch, things you uh, low lights for you in this reading, this reading experience. On that note, then I must, I guess I haven't told you, or no one's mentioned it really in the podcast, but I've been sitting on a can the whole time. <laughs> I'm sitting astride a giant cannon. Yeah, the one you <laughs> roll into the Charles Hotel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to paint the back walls. So I'm gonna. I think we should go ahead and, and talk about this thing. We should either load the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas, into this canon. I guess the book and the Grinch himself should be loaded to the canon, or we should enshrine them in the canon of classic literature. Uh, let's vote. Dave, how are you voting? Canon or canon? Canon. Wow. <laughs> That's a shocking result. <laughs> no, I think it should stay in the canon. Yeah, why? You know, all the reasons that have come up during this episode, <clears throat> I think. The timelessness, the, the message, you know, it should be called how the Grinch... Returned Christmas. <laughs> right, where the emphasis on the stealing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just spoil the story in the title. <laughs> this book should be called How Anna Karenina Died. <laughs> Threw herself under a train. Wow, okay. I'll keep reading. Hey, good brick. You know, I want to shoot it in the ocean just to piss you off, but I can't. <laughs> just to add one more to the the scoreboard of canon uh, text. Yeah, just add, add, add to your holiday it'd despair. <laughs> it'd be interesting if the only two books we shot out of the canon <laughs> were George Orwell and Now the Crystal Christmas. Like, two very yeah. strange companions. Yeah, I mean, so, no, it stays, it, even without the movie, which, you know, I think... Honestly, I like the movie more. And when I when I think of the holidays, I, like like you said, you think of you know the voice, uh, and then that other guy with the deep voice. Thorough Raz- Ravenscroft. Yeah, but like I was saying, like I I don't. Mm. Christmas is not my favorite. Ooh. And the the older I get, the less mm. I like Christmas. <laughs> so maybe I'm wow. turning into a Grinch. I yeah. I don't. I don't. Not that I like hate Christmas. It's just it, it's stressful. I think hmm. more than it needs to be. And I think a big part of it is just the assault on your senses hmm. that starts at Thanksgiving, where it's just nonstop Christmas music and sales and like blah, 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 and like all this stuff for, <laughs> for months. And it's, it, it, uh, it just, it's tiring. And it, it, December is easily my least favorite month. All the noise, noise, noise. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I like I like the actual like going to be with my family and, and doing all that, but the the like messaging of Christmas is is, is sort of awful. Hmm. And so that's what the book's about. You know, it's about like how none of that stuff really matters, and you just kind of like put up with it for the part that that it does matter in the end, which is which is like community, right? So right. it's definitely more on point than you know some jolly fat guy stories over and over and over again, right? Like it's it's different, and it like is actually about the good the good parts of what the holidays for. So yeah, totally. Maybe for me, that's that's part of it. That's part of what why it still appeals. Like it makes me think 
back to a time when none of that stuff when I actually liked all the the messaging and the music and I liked my family and being with them still and <laughs> something like this takes me back to that yeah i can see that for sure yeah nico how do you vote i wanted to shoot it out of a cannon just because i feel like that's what the grinch would have done back (laughs) before he moved to the suburbs and lost his edge but i i feel like like at worst it's it's inoffensive so it's Hmm. it's it's a yeah it's got to stay in the can yeah that I mean, also, if we're going back to memoirs ever, at worst, it's inoffensive. Could could we could put that on the short list for your second memoir? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I vote to put this in the in the canon of literature as well. It's great. I can't imagine not having this around for a child, uh, either your own child or like a niece or nephew or cousin or something like that. Like, it's such a good, like, kids love it uh, consistently. You know, fifty. 60 so on years afterward it's still great right it still works so yeah for that reason and i think that i agree with brick and dave too that there's something special about i mean i i'm a person who does like all the christmas stuff i get really into it but i do like that this story has that sort of different message and doesn't have to do it in terms of like the brow beating about religion right that's the as much as i love charlie brown christmas the part that always kind of like makes me sometimes frustrated is like relax a little bit on the religion Linus. like it's okay like i understand the reason for the season you know, read the bible and sing yeah like, i understand the reason and like fine but like there's also it's i feel like i don't know maybe this is a controversial take but christmas has evolved into a sort of a community secular holiday really so that hits for me i like that like the idea of sort of community and sort of sharing burden together um it all works uh, with my political ideology too so <laughs> this is great so the Grinch, how the Grinch Little Christmas stays in the canon and joins Jane Eyre and Bartleby the Scrivener and Fences and uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, other things. Yeah, that's our Yak Baby's canon. Everything but 1984. Everything but 1984, yeah. Hmm. What had, didn't that end up being, that was a tie, that was a tie, right? It was. Tie, go, tie goes to the ocean. Yeah. Ty goes to Poseidon. Yeah, the house always wins. Yeah, that was a it was like a mixed decision, but controversial nonetheless. Well, great. I will I will get off my cannon now because I don't need to be up here in my crotch hurts. Listeners, tell us your thoughts on how the Grinch stole Christmas. We want to hear your holiday memories. Does this bring you back? Are you a fan of the cartoon more than anything? Have you watched the ghoulish Jim Carrey Ron Howard movie? And if so, how did you try to scrape it from your memory? I think there's isn't there two of those Grinch movies now? There is there's another animated one that's it's not Pixar. It's like I thought um, there was. I thought there was two Jim Carrey ones. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I know for sure there's one where dig those Benedict, dig those up for a bonus. <laughs> yeah, right. The Yakbees watch the Grinch. There's a one with Benedict Cumberbatch, the voice of the Grinch, a couple of years ago, but it was also animated. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that either. Just tell us on Twitter at Yakbees, and then email us at Yakbeespodcast at gmail.com with all those Grinchy thoughts, and then check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Yakbees. If you want more of that noise, 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 there's plenty there. There's uh, <laughs> games and Brother Bros. There's a discussion recently about something I won't even mention here because it's too awful. There's also <laughs> separate spinoff podcasts. There's our Snack Babies podcast where we're talking about snacks and the world of snacks. There's also 
101 Ghost Jokes Ranked, which is uh, still going and is thrilling listen to listen to four four people lose their minds uh, over scary jokes. <laughs> slowly. Yeah, not even that slowly. <laughs> Yeah, no. And 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 by the way, we totally got it wrong in the end, but we'll save that for uh <laughs> Okay, well, we, there's going to be a follow-up episode called Under One Ghost Jokes Ranked Ranked, so we will be ranking the episodes so that can be we can have discussion analysis then. Anyway, it's only $1 a month. There's all that stuff there for a dollar. Um it's a bonus podcast. It's all of our dirty laundry there for you uh to consume. We have merch. Uh, tinyurlcom slash jackbabies has our posters and such. They're designed by Brick. They're really funny and good. Get them before they're taken down by copyright claims. <laughs> yeah, before the <laughs> yeah. Mars Corporation. Yeah, down entirely and steals our Patreon. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.